0: Excuse me. Can I help you find something? Um, I don't know. I was just kind of looking around. Looking for what? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, the Lord, I guess. You'd like to meet with the Lord? Well, yeah. I know I'm overdue. Well, do you have an appointment? No, I... You know what? I'll just come back another time. Well, it's not a problem. You're really welcome to go right in. Oh no no no! I don't want to bother him. I'm sure he's really busy with something. So I'll just come by later. Do you want to set up an appointment? Well, I should. I um, but I better not. You see, I had one set up before, um, but ugh, it was a really busy week and I forgot. And well, you know how it is when um when you've stood someone up, you feel a little dumb and. I should have just called and rescheduled, but I didn't, and now he probably thinks that I'm this completely unreliable person, if you know what I mean. Well, he hasn't said anything to me about it. Oh, he hasn't? No. Why don't you just go in and talk it over? I'm sure you'll feel a lot better. Well, I know I should, um, but I don't really feel up to it right now. You see, I've been having a lot of problems lately, and... I don't know. I just haven't been doing that well in my Christian walk and 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 what? Well, it's just I feel like I have a lot of explaining to do. I see. Let me just pause a minute. No, no, no. No, no. no, 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 no. Oh. <gasps> Please don't tell him I'm out here. <sighs> Mary, what are you scared of? Oh, I'm not scared. I would just feel so much better if I just Went home and just worked on some things. And maybe tried to improve on some of the areas in my life. I mean, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel so stupid about coming here and feeling like a. like a failure, I guess. I see. You want to go home, clean yourself up a bit, do a few things to prove you're not a slouch, set a nice early appointment, dress impressively, and. Come in with your head held high. Is that it? Yeah, more or less. I guess so. Well, do what you want. What? You're not telling me something. I just think you should go in now. Now? (sighs) Okay. Oh, I'm going to feel so dumb. I I really don't deserve to be doing this. I mean, it's like, okay, all right. Oh, this is so crazy. This is so crazy. Oh, he's going to be so mad. You know what? Um, Let me make an appointment um, for... Tuesday at 6.30 in the morning? Do you have something open? Okay, great. Put me down. Now, I know you think I'm not going to make it, but I am this time. This is really important to me. I am going to be here. You better get that coffee going. because I'm going to be here at 6.30 in the morning, Tuesday. And this time I am bringing my Bible.
1: Shouldn't be that hard, huh? Shouldn't be that hard to just be able to be in conversation with God, right? I mean, it it should be just kind of basic to our walk with Christ, don't you think? Uh, That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Remember, we're talking about basic stuff, stuff that we kind of, you know, forget, overlook sometimes, and uh, uh, one of those is just, uh, what about our prayer walk? What about just having that basic experience of, of prayer in our life. That's what uh, our character up here was struggling with, right? Just kept putting it off, putting it off, wanting an appointment, putting it off when it's just, well, it's just basic to us. It's just basic to what it means. When, when you surrender your life with Christ and, and he just invades your life, is, is the invitation that comes with that is, say, listen, we just have this opportunity for this constant prayer life, this constant conversation. Uh, with God. We, we see that all over the scriptures. Here's one example in Ephesians 6 uh, where Paul says to us at all times. Say with me all times. all times. Thanks you're awake. Good. All times. Pray by the power of the Spirit. Pray all kinds. All kinds. All kinds. All kinds of prayers. Be watchful so that you can pray. Always keep on. What is it? Always keep on. Did you see that? Always keep on praying for all God's people. Did you hear a lot of all in there? I mean I mean the idea is it's just kind of basic. It's just kind of basic for us that, that if you're a Christ follower as you as you do in your walk, the opportunity is there for us to be engaged in this incredible conversation with the Almighty God, the power of the universe. What an incredible opportunity we have. And the scripture tells us listen, you can do this all the time. I mean, you don't need an appointment. You don't need just specific days or times. I mean, if that's part of your ritual and and part of what feeds you, that's good to have appointed times when you pray every day. But, I mean, the Scripture says, listen, this is an all-time deal. This is a continual opportunity. It's just basic to our lives. If you look at Philippians 4, Paul says, "Don't, don't worry about anything. Instead, tell God about everything. Tell God about everything. Ask and pray. Give thanks to Him. Then God's peace will watch over your hearts, your minds, because you belong to Christ Jesus. God's peace can never be completely understood. Ask and pray. Tell him about absolutely everything. Think about that concept. The God who is the creator of the universe, who spoke everything into existence, who knows the smallest particle of sand on the face of the earth is equally concerned about the smallest element and experience and thought and feeling in your life. Isn't that awesome? The smallest and most minute thing. He is ready for you to tell Him and talk with Him about everything that's going on in your life. Folks, this is better than Facebook. I mean, I read some of the stuff you guys put on Facebook, right? Let me just give you a clue. Don't need to know next time you're taking a shower, okay? Don't need to tell me that. I don't want that image, okay? But, I mean, while there's things that, that, you know, we don't need to tell each other, God says the opposite is true. He gives us that invitation to be in conversation with Him about absolutely everything that's going on in our lives. Absolutely everything. Now, the encouragement of Scripture is that as we do that, not only do we share with Him everything that's going on in our lives, But he gives us the invitation to share not only what's going on in our lives, but what's going to happen in our lives. We see this in the life of Jesus because the invitation is for us to, the basic invitation is for us to pray and pray early. Now, in Jesus' life, that meant early in the morning. In Mark 1, it says, It was very early in the morning and still dark. Jesus got up and left the house and he went to a place where he could be alone. Then he. Prayed. Got up early in the morning and he prayed. What do you suppose he was praying about? Yesterday? Maybe. How about what's coming up the rest of the day? Probably. How about what's coming up when he was going to be heading to Jerusalem and facing the cross? Think so? I mean, here's the reality. The challenge for us, the invitation for us, it's basic to us. we get the opportunity to not only be in a conversation with God about everything that's going on in our lives right now, but we get the invitation to pray early, to pray and talk with God about everything that's not only unfolding now, but everything that's going out there in front of us. Let me give you an example. In my own life, Jill and I, one of the things we did from the time our children were born, from the time they were born and we are still doing the diaper thing with them, we were praying over them and asking God to bring the right person into their life as their spouse. Now, that wasn't just when they went off to college and you know got at that right age where we're kind of looking for that person, right? Isn't that the way it works? We started praying about that when they were still in diapers. What were we doing? We're praying early. We're praying early. I mean, we're right now in our lives. We're we're praying already for our grandchildren. Nothing happening, nothing on the horizon, at least that we know of. But if it happens and when it happens, we want to be ready. And so we've been praying over our grandchildren and their lives already. That's praying early. And this is the incredible invitation we get. When we're in conversation with God, He says pray about everything. Don't just limit the everything to the everything that's happening right now in this moment or what happened yesterday. Pray about the everything that God already knows about in your tomorrow, and the next month, and the next year, and beyond. You see, the invitation, it's basic. It's absolutely basic for us. We get to be connected to the God of the universe. And we get to carry on that incredible ongoing conversation with Him about absolutely everything. Everything that has been, everything that is, and everything that will be. It's basic. It's just basic to us. Now, the other invitation of that is, as we're praying about that, we also get this incredible opportunity to invite other people into the conversation. We get to take our individual prayers and get them multiplied. When when you surrender to Christ, remember we talked last week about fellowship, right? When you surrender to Christ, you become part of the family. And being part of God's family means that you have the opportunity to get other people involved, not only in your life, but in your prayers if you look at second uh, chronicles twenty and that's where we're gonna spend the rest of our time this morning it's a great experience uh... and from that we can we can hopefully learn some basic principles now that take us more and in, in deeper into experience of this conversation with god we call prayer Right? if you go into second chronicles what's happening is there's king jehoshaphat king jehoshaphat is king of judah he's a good king he's been seeking the lord He's one of the few good kings that Judah has had, but he has a problem. He's got a problem. The Moabites uh, and the, uh, the Menuhites and a few other ites are uh, coming up against him. Okay, They've invaded Judah, and they've, they've already taken over some of the cities in Judah, and now they're marching on Jerusalem, and he gets word of it. Naturally, it says Jehoshaphat was alarmed. That's a pr- polite word, I think, right there. He was alarmed. So, what does he decide to do? He decides to ask the Lord for advice. Translation, he decides to pray about it. Right? He decides to pray. So he told all of the people of Judah to go without eating. They start a fast for everybody. The people came together and to ask the Lord for help. In fact, they came from every town in Judah to pray to him. Who's getting involved in this experience? More than just Jehoshaphat. More than just Jehoshaphat. See, this is the incredible opportunity of our basic prayer walk, is that when we're involved in this conversation with God, because we're part of the family of Christ, because we're in fellowship with another, we get to invite others into our prayer conversations. We get to get our concerns and our prayers multiplied. Around Christ church, what does that look like? Well, here it means we've got a prayer team who meets and uh, they meet, and they take all those cards that you fill out on Sunday with prayer concerns. They keep those, and they meet, and they pray over every single one of them. And those messages also get sent out to another group of people out there who pray about them daily. They've covenanted to pray about them daily. So when, you, when you're here, and you're in worship, and you just do that simple process of saying, man, I really need somebody to pray about this with me. And you fill that card out. That's what happens. Your prayers get multiplied. That's the basic invitation. The basic invitation is for us to not only pray early and often about things, but get other people involved in the conversation. Get other people engaged in lifting up the concerns of what's going on in your life. As you start doing that, then you get other people involved and you're praying about something. Well, where where do we start in the conversation with God? Jehoshaphat does an interesting thing. As he begins, he gets all the people together, and he begins to pray. Now, he's got a whole army standing out there against him, right? He doesn't know a huge army is coming up against him. I mean, if you put yourself in that situation, what would be the the first thought of your prayer life? Well, probably a lot of us would say, Lord, I'm in deep trouble, right? Lord, man, things are going on here. I am in deep doo-doo. I don't know what to do. Jehoshaphat doesn't start there. It's an interesting thing he does. He starts in his prayer life by remembering who God is. This is awesome. He starts by saying, listen, I'm not going to talk about the circumstances going on right now. I'm not going to talk about the crisis going on right now. No, first I'm going to start by just remembering and, and reminding God who he is. It goes like this. Lord, you are the God of our people. You are the God who is in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Your hands are strong and powerful. No one can fight against you and win. Our God, you drove out the people who lived in this land. You drove them out to make room for your people Israel. You gave this land forever to those who belong to the family line of your friend Abraham. They've lived in this land. They've built a temple for your name. They have said, suppose trouble comes on us. It doesn't matter whether it is punishing sword, plague, or hunger. We'll serve you. We'll stand in front of this temple where your name is. We'll cry out to you when we're in trouble. Then you will hear us and you will save us. Isn't that incredible? Doesn't it feel good when you hear those words? This is the reality. Jehoshaphat starts out by remembering who God is. Is he reminding God or is he reminding himself? Wouldn't it be great if you're in a conversation with God and you've got something going on in your life that that as you engage in that conversation with God, you start in this place and say, God, I just need to remember who you are. I mean, before I get into the nitty-gritty of of what's concerning me right now, before I get into the nitty-gritty of everything that's going on in my life, I I just want to start by remembering who you are. Then Jehoshaphat does another important step. Not only does he remember who God is, but he remembers who he isn't. He remembers who he, Jehoshaphat, isn't. Now, remember, this is the king. This is the guy that sits on the throne. This is the guy with the big crown. This is the important guy in Judah. And he says, God, I know who you are, and I know who I'm not. His words are this way. Our God, won't you please judge them? We don't have the power to face this huge army that's attacking us. We don't know what to do. But we're looking to you. To help us. Incredible admission, isn't it, for a king? Here he is in front of his people. He says, Lord, can't do it without you. I I just don't have it. I I don't know what to do. Been in that moment? Been in that situation where things seem out of control for you? Things things just seem beyond your capability to patch it up and put it back together? Been in that experience where you just need to say, listen, this is beyond me. This is just beyond me. See, Jehoshaphat balanced this basic understanding in this conversation with God and says, God, I know who you are and I know who I'm not. If we look into uh, the Gospel of Matthew, we can see an experience where um, Jesus is walking on the water and uh, the disciples see him. You remember the story? And Peter's there and Peter says, listen, Lord, just bid me to come to you. And and, uh, Jesus says, come, Peter, sure, come. So Peter got out of the boat. He walked on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid. He began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. What was Peter's problem? He was fine as long as his eyes were looking in one place, right at God. When did he get in trouble? He got in trouble when he started looking at the circumstances of his situation. Amen? Isn't that interesting? Jehoshaphat has a whole army out against him. He has this huge army of all these nations that come up against him now. And where does he start? He starts by saying, I'm going to focus, God, on who you are. I'm going to focus on who you are, because I know who I'm not. I know my faults. I know my failures. I know this is beyond my control. I know I've got to just rely totally and absolutely on you. I've got to keep my eyes and my focus in the right Place exactly what uh, Peter experienced keeping his eyes in the right place kept his head above water if you get the basic principle it says you and I just say listen God you are who you are the circumstances unfolding you've got to work it, it's up to you it's not about me it's up to you for Jehoshaphat it came uh, like this for Jehoshaphat, it was this prayer that he offered. And then and he's praying and waiting for God to respond. Now the interesting thing in the text is, remember, the king, Jehoshaphat, has been offering the prayer. And this is what happens next. It says, The Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel. He was standing among the people of Israel. I'm not going to go through all that stuff, but Jehaziel said, King Jehoshaphat, listen. All you who live in Judah and Jerusalem, listen. The Lord says to you, do not be afraid, do not lose hope because of this huge army. The battle is not yours, it is mine. Isn't that incredible? Two things in there. First, notice, Jehoshaphat is doing the praying, right? But where did the response come from? Somebody else. Jehoshaphat's the guy doing the praying. But the response came from somebody else. Isn't that fascinating? What happens to us so often when trouble hits our life? Well, maybe we get on our knees and we begin the praying process and we get in that conversation, but quite often we keep it to ourselves. We don't want anybody else to know what's going on, right? We don't multiply the prayers. Instead, we withdraw from worship. We withdraw from small groups. We withdraw from those experiences of relationships with other Christians, and we keep it all to ourselves. We kind of hoard it all to ourselves. Now, if King Jehoshaphat would have done that, he never would have got the word of the Lord, would he? No, the word came from somebody else. See, the lesson for us is we need to do in those times and experiences when life is really getting tough for us and circumstances seem beyond our control, we remember who God is and we multiply our prayers and we get ourselves in relationship with other Christ followers because God can use them to speak that word into our life. Isn't that incredible? This other guy, he's the guy that stands up and says, Jehoshaphat, here's the deal. The battle is not about you. It's about the Lord. This is a great awareness. So often for us, when we get involved in these situations in life, we get driven to our knees, we start praying about our concerns, we're always praying about those concerns relative to us. Lord, you got to save me. Lord, you got you got to make it right for me. Lord, you've got to do something in my life. Lord, you see how we always rele- relegate it down to us? What this guy makes clear to us is, wait a minute, the battle isn't about you. If you're a Christ follower, if you're sold out on Christ, if you surrendered your life to Christ, the battle's no longer about you. It's all about Christ. Here's the question. In your prayer life, isn't it basic for us to be able to pray and be able to remember who God is and remember who owns the battle? Remember, we belong to Him. And whatever happens to us matters to Him. We need to keep it all about Him. Keep it about Him. Be able to say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to work in this situation, but whatever you do, I know it's the right thing. Whatever you do, it's going to be for your glory, and that's good enough for me. That's exactly what happens for Jehoshaphat. He says, it's not my battle, it's the Lord's battle. And so they get up and they march down against them and they get up to the pass and they find, uh, they go to the end in the desert. And he says, listen, when you do this, you're not going to have to fight this battle. Just go there and take your positions, stand firm, and you're going to see that the Lord is going to save you. Judah and Jerusalem, don't be afraid. Don't lose hope. Go out and face them tomorrow and I'm going to be with you. And so what do they do? This is an amazing thing. The next thing they do in their prayer life, before the battle, before anything has happened, before they've gone out to face anybody, the army's still out there. It's all arrayed against them. And what do they do? They begin to praise God. They begin to praise God. Now, Nothing has changed. No no circumstances has changed. No army has moved. No threat has been removed. And yet what do they do? They begin to praise God. It says... Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face toward the ground. All the people of Judah and Jerusalem, they bowed down and they worshiped the Lord. Then some of the Levites from the families of Kohath and Korah stood up and they praised the Lord, the God of Israel. They praised Him with very loud voices. You will be amazed in your prayer life if you start in this position. If you remember who God is, you remember who you aren't, and you remember this is all about Christ in your life, and you let Him fight the battle, and all you focus on is just giving Him praise. You'll be amazed what a different approach, what a different outlook it gives you on the circumstances that you're experiencing. If you just say, Lord, I am going to praise you in the midst of it. Nothing's been solved in this story yet. And yet their reaction is to say, hey, we've been in conversation with God, we've been in prayer, and we're just going to praise Him. We're just going to praise Him. Paul reminds us of that, gives us that same encouragement. He says, but thank God. He's made us his captives, and he continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Isn't that an incredible statement? That, that we're engaged, when we're in this experience of following Christ, we're engaged in a triumphal procession. Maybe it's not easy. Maybe we're going to take our knocks. Maybe we're going to have and circumstances that bring us to our knees and low. But it doesn't change that Christ is still working towards the victory in our life. It's his battle. For us, it's just to give him faith and then we exercise, give him praise and then we exercise our faith. So here's what happens. Next morning, they get up, they go out there, they do what the Lord wants them to do. They go out and they go to their appointed places and while they're going, look at verse 21. It says, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. How's that for stealth? I mean, they're going out to face the battle, for all they know. They're going out to do a fight. And and that's like the bagpipe guys going in the front of the line. Does this make any sense? But that's what they do. They put the singers out in front and say, listen, go sing as loud as you can and sing praises to the Lord. How could they do that? Because they've been in that incredible conversation with God and says, listen, this is your battle. This is your battle. And we're just going to praise you in the midst of the battle. You wonder how the story ends, right? The experience ends. Here's how it ends. Look at verse 22. Incredible verse. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise. What were they doing? Singing and giving praise. At that very moment, the Lord caused the armies of Amom, Moab, and Mount Seir to fight amongst themselves. And the armies of Moab and Amom turned against their allies from Mount Seir, and they killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying in the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. How awesome is God? You see, if we just get the basics, we just get the basics and we understand. We have an incredible God and we don't have to be everything. We can be nothing. We can surrender our lives to Christ and say, God, it's all up to you. It is your battle. Bring glory to your name. Bring glory. Use my life however you want. Bring glory to your name. I'm just going to focus on just praising you in the midst of whatever the circumstances are. And I'm going to pray about things early. I'm going to praise you for things that haven't even happened yet. I'm going to praise you for things that are still in the future for me. I'm going to praise you because my faith and my confidence is in you and not in myself. Don't you think it's basic? It's just basic. Basic for us to understand we have an incredible God who cares about the smallest thing in our life. And we just need to talk to Him. Just be in conversation with Him. And bring everything to Him. For His glory, not ours. Let's pray. Let's do just that. Father, we come to you today. We ask this morning that uh, you would just be with us in your strength and in your power. We know who you are. We know you're a great God. We know you have every compassion and kindness in your heart for us. We've seen it because you sent your son, Jesus. We just pray today that we could surrender everything in our life, our circumstances and, and our futures and everything that's going on, that we could just surrender that and say, Jesus is Lord. And we're just going to praise you and thank you and adore you and trust you. Lord, fight the battle. It's your battle. It's not ours. It's your battle. And we just pray that you would just give us such a confidence in faith that we can just keep uh, talking with you and praying with you and knowing that you have everything under control. So, Lord, we come to you today, and we just praise you and surrender to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.